Okay, good morning, everybody. Everybody's well. Welcome to the day. Another opportunity for us to get a little bit better. It's our job in this world. For those that are tuning in live, happy Thursday. For those that are tuning in any other day, happy day, whatever day it is. Ah, oh, it's so good to be back with you. It's so good to talk about what we're talking about. We're speaking about living in an empowered life. How do we do it? It's complicated. It's not so simple. It's not just like, don't worry, be happy. Don't worry. Be, just not like that. I remember that song, song came out when I was a kid. And everyone like loved it. Don't worry. It's not true. Don't worry. Be happy. It works with people that are like, are like high on a beach. It doesn't work with people that are like living in this world. I love when I get advice from people that like, you ever get like advice from someone who's like, at least like the typical person who like tells you like, just give up your job and just explore the world. And I'm like, you're, you're independently wealthy, mid thirties, not married, running around the world. Like what? <laughs> you have no bills. Just go explore the world. Like, don't worry. Be happy. Sure. Like if you're like hanging out all day, but what about like, if you are like doing things and you have people in your life and you have responsibilities, it doesn't work so simply. So it's really complicated, which is why it doesn't work for most people. Because like when you hear like a line or two about it, it's like, yeah, that makes sense. I should be happy. But like, but then I'm not, or I'm not empowered enough. Yesterday we spoke about this concept of recognizing what challenges are. Now I asked you guys to do homework. I think Rebecca reminded me last night of it to give somebody a compliment or go give somebody some, say something nice to somebody. We're going to talk about that on, on Sunday. I'm punting because I'm allowing those that are hearing it for the first time to try it. Cause trust me, if you haven't yet, you, it'll blow you away. Find someone in your life, especially someone that you don't speak to frequently or frequently enough. So it's not weird. And just compliment them out of nowhere or just thank them or do something. And just, just do that over the weekend. We'll talk about what happens when you put yourself in the spiritual state, starting with God's help next week. But I, I, I want to finish up where we were and get into this world of chunking. Now, there's a great rabbi named Rabbi Nachman from Breslov. Rabbi Nachman from Breslov is really one of the most powerful Hasidic rabbis, maybe of all time. He was advanced for his years. In fact, if just to put the pieces together, for those who aren't familiar with him, every year, tens of thousands of people go to Ukraine, a place called Uman, to be with him. I mean, he's, he wrote things that were, you know, centuries in advance. So he, he has a, a whole piece. He has a book where he lays out his teachings or was written for him. But, and he has a book of a concept where he calls Hayom. It's one of his most famous teachings. And the whole teaching was what God ask, asks of you. There's a, there's a line that he quotes, Hayom im God says, today if you will follow my ways. And he, he speaks about this concept of what God is asking of us is Hayom, is today. He's not asking of us to fix, believe it or not, let's just delve into this for a second, to worry about yesterday or tomorrow. What he's asking is just today. And what he wants of us is just to live in one day times, one day zones. His major student, Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Nussin, wrote the following. Listen to this line. I have it here and I'm going to post it on the chat. 
Rabbi Nassim wrote, every day you must view yourself as if you had been born just on that day. Listen to, just, just listen to these words for a second. They're so powerful. I'm going to post it as I, as I say it. For those, Andy, just do me a favor and post this on, um, post this on the Facebook as well. And if you're, if you want this in any other platform that you're watching this, Charlie at charlieharari.com, and I'll send this to you. Rabbi Nassim wrote, every day you must view yourself as though you had been born just on that day. You should feel as though you have done, that you have nothing in the world but that day alone. Listen to this concept. It's so difficult, but it can literally free you. Can you imagine if we woke up in the morning and we assumed that all we had was today? Like yesterday was gone. Tomorrow isn't here yet. Don't burden yourself by thinking about either the past or the future. Remember, we've been talking about this for a while, but that's just Charlie Harari talking. Like we have real people now. We're quoting the girl from Ruby Nussin. This is one of the, well, this is one of the holiest men in the history of the, of, of Jewry or Hasidic Jewry for sure. Don't burden yourself by thinking about the either, even if you do engage in business and in the demands of your livelihood and these do relate to the future, your main concern must still be for today, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. It, this concept is, there's just no way we can attempt to deal with challenges that are in the future. Like, it's so, we are putting so much on ourselves. We are burdening ourselves with so much emotional weight that it is no wonder that we do not approach life with the level of vigor and empowerment that we need to become excellent. We, we're, we're, we're overwhelming ourselves with what will be, with what was. And when you live in yesterday and tomorrow, you are, you are diverting emotional energy. And as a result, sapping your power that you need right now, the empowerment that you need right now. And because we can't control the future, it's almost like a guaranteed disempowerment. Once you go and think about issues into the future and you know you can't control it, you're almost guaranteeing to take that part of your thought and include the negativity in it, which will then sap you of 50%, let's say, of your power, bring you back into your current move. Now, not enable you to be great in the next 20 minutes, which will then lead to more failure, which will then lead to more negativity, and the cycle continues. And for some of us, this happens before 9 o'clock in the morning. That's why by noon, people are like blown. Like we're talking about living in a time where like you spend most of your time in an air conditioned room in front of a computer that reaches the world. We're not talking about waking up in the morning without any, any food and going to a farm. Like you understand, like up until like a hundred years ago, like most people were either working in a, in a factory or in a farm by the crack of dawn, 15, 18 hour days. Like we're sitting around, like we, we, we're acting like, the, the, the cabinet of kings a hundred years ago and we're blown away by lunch. People are like crawling to the lunch table like, oh my gosh, I can use a break. It's like one o'clock. Like you realize like the level that we're operating in. We sit in an air conditioning car for things. We're not walking five miles on a dirt road in the heat. We're, in, we're, in, we're even in AC. There was a time where people didn't have air conditioning. They sat around like hot. We're living, we're like in the lap of luxury and we're like blown out by five o'clock. People are on the train, like staring at the space, like, oh my gosh, I hope I can get off the train. Like, I know it's an air conditioning train taking me literally to my door, but like, I gotta, I gotta disengage here. Maybe I'll play Candy Crush and come home and veg for six hours. 
Like, do you realize the level? I'm obviously I'm exaggerating a little bit, but not much. It's because we're emotionally spent. We're not physically spent, and we're emotionally spent because we think we can control the future. We're still thinking about yesterday, and so when we get to the world, we've got like we're, we're sapping our emotionality. Rabbi Nachman comes and goes, stop. Stop. Just stop. One day, one day, it's all God asks of you. Don't worry about yesterday. New day today. That's why we wash your hands in the morning. Wash away yesterday. You can't control tomorrow. This is called chunking. And I would go even further. I would say, don't even think about a day. That's already too much for us. I would say, think about an hour. Think about a half day. It's nine o'clock in the morning. I just want to be good for this show. That's it. I'm into the show till 920. That's all I am. I come out of the show. I got to do something until 10 o'clock. I got a call at 11 o'clock with a company I'm working with. I got to be all into that. All I got is that company from 11 to whatever, 1130. I would break it into hour slots. When you get to that slot, you put your head in and go, I want to, all that exists is what's right in front of me. Chunking. You chunk your day and you remind yourself, and this is hard, but if you just think about it, it'll, it'll, it'll get better. Like everything we're talking about here, right? Neuroplasticity. That's what we started with it for like weeks. If we start to chunk, and tell ourselves, I'll get back to you. Remember we did this time to think, time to act? I'll get back to you. Craziness in my head, predicting the future, remembering the past, getting nervous about what I'm going to do in five. You know, people like this, I'm like this, we're all like this. You know, today we got a lot going on, whatever. And like I'm sitting in the morning praying and thinking like, what's going to be? I'm like, whoa, 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 you're praying. You're praying. Like, relax. You're going to be done at eight o'clock in the morning. It's not going to matter. Stop. Stop thinking about life in the afternoon. You can't even control it. Come back. Be right here. This is cold chunking. Understand, you got to go to a well to get willpower. Understand that you are going to use that willpower for something today. And know that you've got to preserve that willpower. I would think that's the most important thing we're doing, or of the most important things we're doing every day, is preservation of willpower. It's like playing a video game and knowing that you've got like five bars of energy and you've got to face the big giant at the end of the board. You can't waste your energy on the little mushrooms along the way. You've got a giant. You preserve your energy. And when you preserve your energy, you go out in front of you. There is time to think. There is time to plan. There is time to think big into the future. There's no question you've got to do stuff like that. But you've got to chunk your days so that you can focus all your attention during the time of action, the thing in front of you. This is, I read this in a book years ago by a man named Dale Carnegie. Dale Carnegie is famous for his book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. But he has another book out there. It's called How to Stop Worrying and Start Living, I think. I'm looking at my shelf. It's not on the shelf. It's probably upstairs. How I think Andy's checking it up, I know. How to stop worrying and start living. And in there, I read it like, I don't know, 
more than a decade ago. And in there, Dale Carnegie says that he tells a story of a guy who was like suffering from severe anxiety and there was no one helping him. And he went on this boat and they spoke to him about um, how they would protect the boat from, from drowning. Yep, there it is. How to stop. Good. And how, Andy just posted it. How to stop worrying and something. Andy, just make sure when you post this stuff, it goes on Facebook too, because your posts are too valuable to be just to Zoom alone. And for those who want to watch live on Zoom, just make sure you reach out to us and we'll get you on. How to stop worrying and start living. So he speaks about um, being on the boat, this guy. Right. So he tells a story about a guy who was suffering from this severe anxiety and he goes through a, a cruise to like calm himself down and he's speaking to like the captain of the ship and he's saying like, how do you prevent it from, 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 from drowning? So he says, what I do is we have at the bottom, I don't know if this is true or not, but he says at the bottom we have date, we have tight components, compartments. So if there's a leak in one compartment, we try to contain it and deal with it than letting it ship float, float to the whole ship. And this guy understood this brilliant idea of putting things in components. And Carnegie says, put life in day tight components. Like build in your mind, like a, a rim around a time zone. By the way, we have this, this is called Shabbat. This is the brilliance, by the way, of Shabbat. This is why it's awesome when we are in the world where God is telling us what to do. Because if you notice something, what God did in building Shabbat was he created holiness in time. There are buildings that are holy. There are people that are holy. There's stuff we touch that are holy. But time, you can't put your hand around. Every day flows into the next. If you never heard of Shabbat, it's hard. Like you have like a, a holiday and a birthday, but they all are basically the same. But when you look at a Shabbat, Shabbat basically is like, no, 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 stop. We're going to enter into a zone. It's an amazing experience. It, it, it's unbelievable. Where like you can literally take uh, uh, turning on a light, let's say. And if you go, you know, at 6.52, that can be Friday. And at 6.53, that could be Saturday. And like growing up with it and living with it for so many years, like you watch my mom and my wife and us, we're rushing and rushing and rushing and rushing just to get to that minute. Because as soon as you hit the minute when Shabbat starts, like it all stops. And in your brain, you're training your brain to go, there's a component, a day type component called Shabbat. And when you run up to Shabbat, you're in component one. And the minute that minute starts, you're now in a different component. It's an incredible concept. It's like that with fast days also, like Yom Kippur and other days. It's like, when is it over? 8.53. You're like sitting at your plate, especially when you're young and you get older, you get a better at this. But like in the clock, 8.51, 8.52, 8.53, 8.54. And now you can eat. It's like weird you're doing this. It trains you to recognize that time can have components to it. That's what Carnegie's getting at, which is take your days and put them into components and live with that and ritualize that until you get it. 10 o'clock is 10 o'clock. This meeting is this meeting. I'm walking into a time zone called the meeting and all that exists is this human being. I'm walking into a time zone called my journaling and all I got is me and my pen and my journal and my coffee. I'm walking to a times, and if you can take your life and create these day-type components, these chunking, you, you, you preserve your emotional energy so that when you come at the challenge that is within that zone, you're all there. You're present. That's what it means to be present.
The present is a present. Another amazing expression that means nothing to us until we like work at it. Yeah, it's a present because this is back of the work of Csikszentmihalyi, a flow. When you're all focused on something, you are using all of your brain power for the thing in front of you. You're divorcing out all the extraneous thoughts, and now you're much more productive, and it feels so much better. You're lost in the moment. You're doing better. You're feeling better. It all works. You're empowered in the state. Not happy because you're on the beach high. Not happy because you're surfing. Not happy because you're lost vegging in front of a Netflix binge. Not happy because like it's a day off. That doesn't last. This is like the world that we've been taught. Life is TGIF. Life is le- TGIF means thank God it's Friday. Life is when you leave your life. That's not life. Life doesn't start when you leave your normal day. Vacation is a is, is when the rest of your life is, I don't mean vacation like to spend time with your family. I mean, when people go on vacation as a way to like be done with life, that's not a, that's not a testament to how great your life is. Life is supposed to be fun for life. It's not the days you're off, it's the days that you're on. It's TGIM. And you only get there if you're allowed to be fully invested in the moment in front of you. When you allow you're just to be in this moment and you can like feel it when life is sipping coffee, not gulping. A-tight components, Rabbi Nachman, Hayom, today. All I have is today. All I have is this hour. All I have is this chunk. And we have to prepare ourselves. Try to do it. I'm going into this thing. All I have is my kid. All I have is my spouse. All I have is my book. All I have is this meeting. All I have is this idea. All I have is this prayer book. I'll deal with it in an hour. And I'm, I'm here. And I've chunked my day. I've preserved a measure of my emotional energy. And I'm coming in empowered. I got this. So we got the, the spiritual side. We got the, the research. Let's talk about sports. Let me end with sports. You know where I learned this also from? I know Rob is on, so he's going to appreciate this. And all my sports fans. I learned this from a man named Tom Brady. One of the greatest Super Bowls I've ever seen in my life was the Super Bowl where Tom Brady played against Atlanta. I don't know if Ken's on or not. I don't see Ken, but I'm sure Ken will watch this. Oh, here he is. I see Ken. Ken's from Atlanta. Atlanta, if you remember, that the Super Bowl was destroying, destroying the Patriots, and the Patriots came back with the greatest win of all time. For all the sports fans, whether you're a giant fan like me and you hate the Patriots or whatever, it was just incredible. But was most basically they were down by a million points, by enough points that they should have lost, and they won. And the most important moment for me in that whole game was after the game, where they put a microphone in the face of Tom Brady, who led who led the comeback. And Tom Brady, they said, "What was it like being down twenty-eight to three or whatever the number was?" And he said, "We were just trying to get a, a play. We're just." Just one play at a time. And the guy's like, yeah, but you were down whatever by the fourth quarter. And Tom Brady said something so incredible. He said, I wasn't even looking up at the scoreboard because in these stadiums, the scoreboard's in the middle. Like, do you understand that the quarterback of the Patriots is playing in the Super Bowl? And he wasn't even looking at the score. Because he understood the score didn't matter because the score is 30 steps. All he wanted was a play. Day moment components. That's how you become Tom Brady. That's how you take a snap. 
and play a game with a whole season on the line in front of 50,000 live, 50 million watching, and, it, and you keep on rolling. You know why? Because you're not thinking, and we're going to lose. You're thinking one play. That's greatness. One play. Chunk it. One play. Try it. If you're journaling, it's going to get easier, which is why I ask you to journal all the time. But if not, it's all good. And if you're here for the first time, it's still all good. Chunk. Try once. Create little Shabbats in your day. Time zones you walk into and you go, until this is done, I'm only here. And you will see, you're going to find something inside you that's going to make you more present and better at what you do. All right. With God's help, next week we're going to go to um, this idea of clicking into giver zone. It's a different mode you can click into to make you even more powerful. Um, but in interim, tomorrow we got our daily, our weekly Q&A. If you want to quest, send in questions, charlie at charlieharari.com. Otherwise, thanks so much for an incredible week to this week. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow uh, with God's help. Thanks. Have a great day. And with God's help, I cannot wait to see you again tomorrow. Have a great day.